Perspective mini pod. Mini pod. We're coming at you with some quick hitting takes after having just watched Prisoner of Azkaban. I'm Rogie. I'm here with Braden. I'm Braden. I'm here with Rogie. We're here with. There's a dog here. We're here with Molly. We're here with Hannah. We're here with Rachel and Jess. A lot of people here. No longer Carter. R.I.P. Yeah, we had Carter for a. A short sesh, and wish it could have been a long sesh. Yeah, he was called into the line of duty. However, cars aren't going to wash themselves. Well, they basically once you go to Clearwater, you'll see they basically do. Yeah, but you wouldn't want the machine to get a mind of its own and That's become true. like a robot Armageddon situation. So we need a Carter. Yeah, situation. Need a Carter. So, Braden just watched Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban for the first time. We're just going to keep it very general. What are your thoughts? What are your takes? What did you like? What did you not like? Um, loved the, I think I said from like within the first 10 minutes, the level of like cinematic quality mm-hmm. way up mm-hmm. from the first two. The color palette is just different. Yeah. It's a little less gold and rosy. Yes. That's so true. They really did. Like most of the movie was kind of dark and medieval. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, so that was different. The The acting, as I expected, got a lot better. Yep. Um, Weasley haircuts. Hit and miss. Hit and miss. Generally not good. What do you think of Ron? Ron is in that. Ron is like quintessential, quintessential awkward middle schooler. I thought his hair was... I thought it was okay. You liked it. Yeah, you thought it was better. Um, well, but I also know what it looks like in the next movie. Okay, well... So I, I looked at this and I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. Ron looking like a regular person in 2019, which is a difficult standard to hold a movie from 2004. It's just, I felt like his toes were dangerously close to the ledge of mullet. <laughs> that's that's true. That's not unfair. Um, I mean, as is Steve Harrington, like... Like that's that's kind of how people wear their hair these days. And I want to be clear, I, it's not that I'm a, I'm I'm anti mullet. Mm-hmm. It's just if you're gonna go mullet, go all in. Yeah. Don't do the half. Like I I still kind of want to be cool. Yeah. You I just kinda, go Joe Dirt. Yeah, and I felt like that was a little bit where he's at. He's got like a parted poof in the top, mm-hmm. but then like it's a little long on the back and it's covering the ears. So it's like make up your mind, Ron. So I liked that. And then most of all, what I liked was Gary Oldman. Mm-hmm. Love Commissioner Gordon coming I think, in. I think Jeremy's on my team with that one. Um, he killed it as Sirius Black. And I expected that when you told me that's who acted, who, who plays the part of Sirius. But how like raggedy they made him look with the black stringy hair and like his teeth were kind of like he'd been in prison for 12 years. And He's got his like intense wanted poster sort of screamy yeah, scenes. Yeah, yeah. That was really good, and like how scrawny he was, you know, and um, just how he, when we first met him, he did like the job Gary Oldman did of acting somewhat senile, like he had been in prison for twelve years and yeah. was freaking out, and like everything was happening once for him, for him was, man, it was spot on. I loved that. 
Yeah, I mean, it's it's a big difference from Kenneth Branagh as Gilderoy Lockhart. Like, that's who the yeah. last sort of adult that just kind of walked in and did his one film thing. Yeah. And he's hamming it up more than Gary Oldman is. Yeah, and I, that's what's disappointing now is because knowing what happens in Goblet, I'm not going to get a whole lot of Gary Oldman. Yeah. So that's kind of a bummer. Right. But... Um, what about scenes that you were looking forward to specifically? How did you feel like those were rendered? Uh, we had Aunt Marge in the beginning. Aunt Marge, I was like delightfully impressed. I didn't have a whole lot of, expe- um, I didn't have high expectations for that scene just mm-hmm. because, what did we say before we started? When was would this movie have come out? Was it 2004? 03, 04? Yeah. For Azkaban? Yeah, I think it was 04. And the so first film was 01. I would have guessed, I, and maybe. I mean, that's not as long ago, I guess, as I'm making it. It's 15 years. years. Yeah. So I I had really low expectations for, like, the CGI quality in this movie, and my expectations were blown away, knowing it was 2004. The Anne Marge scene, like, that's hard to pull off. You've got... It, the CGI is pretty good. The music is good. Just the vibe, like, how the Dursleys are reacting. I think that's all pretty well done. Yeah. Um, one thing we didn't talk about on Instagram Live before the show... Um, that I was kind of was a pleasant surprise was the quality, the cinematic quality, the the actors chosen and how they performed for the night bus. Oh yeah, your Ernie and Stan. Yeah, Ernie and Stan killed it. I was a big fan of that. I the the weird voodoo head on the mirror, which mm-hmm. you confirmed to me during the movie, is not a part of the book because right. I did not remember that. Right, that was weird. It was yeah, it's weird, um, but also kind of like fun weird. Let's just say that I'm now incapable of counting down from 10 without saying three, three and a half, two, one and three quarters. That's just how I count down now. Yeah. Ask ask any of my students. Also, I think we established that we're going to start greeting each other by just saying each other's full names. A lot of that in the Leaky Cauldron. Yeah. Mr. Weasley. Harry. Harry Potter. Yeah. That's just how you greet each other in London. Yeah. Specifically in the Leaky Cauldron. Carter? Crickets? What's the cricket button? I, I, get, to, guess, I get to use the board. Guess. I think it's this one. Nope. No. There we go. There Purple. it is. So this is my first time getting to see our new board that we've been using for... I don't know. A while. Yeah. Let's put fancy. Any changes, anything that underwhelmed for you? Um, oh, one more scene I want to talk about that was I was a big fan of. Um, the invisibility cloak scene where Harry beats up, not beats up, but like messes with Crab Goyle and Crab Malfoy. Goyle, yeah. Is, they, that, is that in the book? What they did was he did go to Hogsmeade in the invisibility cloak in that time period. But then he later goes and does something similar to that with mud, like throws mud on them, like knocks them down into a puddle and stuff. And that's when it slips off and his head is revealed. Mm-hmm. So they just kind of combined those scenes. Mm-hmm. Let's just go to Hogsmeade the one time. We'll do the Malfoy thing. He won't get caught. That's too hard to explain. He has to run back and all that. Yeah. So I really like the way they spun that. I think that was better. Yeah. Um, I didn't. I didn't understand why the um, what's the name of his new broom? 
The firebolt? The firebolt. Isn't in the book, that's more part of the mystery. That yeah. comes along earlier. Yes. And that is a big Ron and Hermione sticking point. Right. We didn't have the huge Ron and Hermione knockdown drag out. Which it's not that it it took anything away from the plot for me, but it was like when it showed up at the end, I was like, Oh yeah, what the heck? Why didn't we have that earlier? So uh, yeah, and you, you also noticed a big de emphasize the emphasis of Quidditch. Yes. I mean, all of the matches are blow by blow in the book. You win the Quidditch Cup in the book. Here we had like half of one match and it was mostly against Dementors. We didn't win the Quidditch Cup in this. What the heck? I feel like you can't take that out. The director was just clearly like, I don't care about Quidditch. Like, we need to keep it rolling. Because, I mean, it's a fairly long film. Yeah. I mean, in his defense, I mean, it's... There's so much detail in Prisoner of Azkaban. You can't fit it. I mean, this was a... How long was this movie? Two? Yeah, about two hours. You just, you can't fit at all. But I, I guess in my opinion, you can't just completely remove Quidditch. For me, there's some stuff that he, that we included and really hit on that could have been trimmed down. Like Like, what? It's fine. I'm fine with the monster book of monsters. Like that's cute and that's fun. But we get like a six minute scene of Harry just fighting with it in his bedroom Mm -hmm. just for gigs. Yeah. Like it's just to be funny. Yeah, it's interesting. Like, I don't know if the director's Nate, like, if that was a thing for him when he first read the book. Like, you know, like, there's different things that different people, like, latch onto, like, different, you know, weird things in the magical world. And maybe that was his thing. Like, he just saw that so clearly in his mind's eye. Yeah, I assume, you know, as not a film director, that you read something and you're thinking, okay, how can I put this to screen? Like, what are the most visual things? And, like, you know, this other, that's more of a relationship thing. That's a lot of conversation. Let's get to something that's very visually obvious. Because Harry doesn't say anything in that whole Monster Book of Monsters scene. Yeah. It's like slapstick. Yeah. Overall, where does this rank among your three movies? Um, I mean, out of the three we have, number one so far. Mm -hmm. Sure. I mean, I felt like I felt like there was just a huge jump in like the quality of film. Yeah, and so a lot of that is probably change in director. Yeah, right. We, we a lot of it, it is Gary Oldman. Make it more <laughs> more artistically done and less just let's get this book onto a screen. Yeah, less yeah. literal. So a little more license, but yeah, um, we were talking as the movie ended and Rachel was kind of talking about how this is probably one of her least favorite mm-hmm. Harry Potter movies because she feels like us getting through and correct me if I'm not regurgitating this correctly, Rachel, but like getting through um, the time Turner concept mm-hmm. feels like it just drags on like, okay, we, we, we watched, we were there when all of this stuff happened and now we have come back and we watch it all happen again. That's a very, Rachel, Rachel's very entrenched in that belief that that is unacceptable. I don't follow along with that. My thing is, it's supposed to be fun. Like, whoa, we're going back in time yeah. and we're seeing things from different angles and is that what my hair looks like from the back? And then, I mean, that's pretty much what it is and then there's the Buckbeak stuff, which is all new, mm-hmm. right? Well, that's not a reshoot. That's a to- Those are totally new scenes, all the Buckbeak stuff. And then you get a little bit of Harry and Hermione talking about how it's his dad and you can't cut that. That's true. That's important stuff. Yeah. So I don't know exactly what you're hoping for. It, it, it's, I think it's, it's a perception thing for Rachel. Like that's how 
she just wants to take it. And yeah. then, and then it, and the, every time she watches it, oh, yeah, it's this again. Yeah. And, it, and it just compounds for her. Where for me, it's like, oh, we're about, they're about to go back in time. Like, hijinks are going to ensue. Yeah. Not to say that I don't have nits to pick. I mean, I have plenty of nits to pick with the movie, but that's not one of them for me. I enjoyed... So it took a, it took a real minute for me to like fully grasp the time turner concept. Mm-hmm. The scene where Hermione is like, "Why aren't we leaving? Why aren't we leaving Haggard's hut?" And then she chucks the rock, which her accuracy. Can we talk about that? Spot on. A lot of really good throwing happening in this. Yeah, movie. this is a movie of great throws. Mm-hmm. Um, that that scene though, when she throws that, it took me. Like I was telling Rachel, my brain was like short circuiting for a minute. Like, wait, wait, the details that we saw happen, that we were in the scene, we watched, we watched it happen and now we're watching it happen also. Yeah. How could that have already (laughs) have happened if they hadn't gone back in time yet? Yeah. And so this is where it's like it with anything that any kind of property that goes back in time, you really have to be extremely careful about it. I mean, if you, if you investigate, you know, spoilers, uh, Avengers Endgame, have you you've don't, seen it? Don't, don't, Wait, seriously? No. What do you want don't, from me? I know, don't, I know, I know, but don't do it. Oh my freaking God. I will see it. Are you hearing this, Jeremy? Jeremy, come on the pod and yell at Brayden. Jeremy doesn't have time for this. Yeah, it, they're, re, they're putting it back in theaters. They're, they're putting it back in theaters. They're like, we made a ton of money and we're going to make more. Yeah, that happened. Wow. They're not messing around. iTunes on the 31st. Okay. Well, so that's a whole other subject. Okay, I need to take to time to... If you investigate Back to the Future, it doesn't make any sense, like the way time travel works. Right. right. Time travel never makes sense. And this is an example of time travel not making sense. You just have to... It's just a suspension of disbelief. You just go with it. Such is magic. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I guess that's how you explain it. It's like, well, magic. Yeah. Yeah, because there was a period, like I said, there in the movie where it was like, wait, no. No. That's, I don't, how, but that came before. It's just broken. Yeah. 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 We actually have a special guest that's going to be joining us on today's episode. Known for such things as saving lives. <laughs> And dancing <laughs> and amateur soccer playing. Folks, give a big hand for Hannah Carpenter. Yeah, come on down. So, Braden, explain why we're having Hannah on here. Other than I've just been trying to get Hannah to come on the pod. Um, well, she has some thoughts on favorite characters. She has thoughts on real MVP mm-hmm. of this movie. And what's her background in Harry Potter? Um, pretty much what I have learned over the last year and a half. Except like less. Like she hasn't actually been paying attention yeah. to everything that you've learned. It's not like she's been reading the books along with you. No. So Hannah jumps into this movie. She kind of watched Chamber of Secrets. RIP our recording of us watching Chamber of Secrets. And then came into this, and it's like, okay, which one of these characters is Ron? It's like, that's that's kind of where we are, right? Hannah, yeah. good to have you. Good to be here, Rogie. So, 
as I promised, just very light, very general. What are your thoughts? What did you think about the movie? That was good. What did you like about it? I don't know. It was, it was good. <laughs> All right. Who was your favorite character? I think that Buckbeak, correct? Buckbeak, yeah? Yes. Yeah. What do you like about Buckbeak? I just think he's the real MVP of the movie. Okay, that's a hot take. That's a hot take. Blah, 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 blah. take. <laughs> so why is Buckbeak the real MVP? I think he's the whole reason that Harry and his friends come out on top. So they wouldn't have been able to go up and get serious. Would have gotten eaten by a werewolf. Right. Um, attacked Malfoy, underrated. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that is a good point. So I think, do you remember who we gave MVP to when we recorded the Muggies? For for this? For Prisoner of Azkaban, yeah. Uh, Hermione, right? Yeah, it's usually Hermione. She's been reigning her reigning. Reigning MVP. She can travel back in time. Which, it's funny for me, after watching the movie, I don't think I would say that. Really? Yeah. I think after watching the movie, I I need to think through it more, but I actually felt like Lupin. Oh, okay. Yeah. Why is that? Actually, um, pause. Who's Lupin, Hannah? I was literally just thinking that. (laughs) (laughs) So Lupin is the moustache teacher. The werewolf. Yes. Werewolves. Werewolves. Hugh Jackman, basically. Yeah, Lupin is the Hugh Jackman character. Um, I just felt like Harry... uh, Like, there's a lot of, of confidence building in this movie with Harry... And his ability to face his fear. And I don't think that happens without Lupin. And if Harry's not able to face his fear, Sirius isn't freed. And we don't learn the truth about Peter Pettigrew. Mm -hmm. And so I just felt like Lupin's, the time he takes with Harry to not only teach him about Expecto Patronus, but like, the time he takes walking through the woods with him, like talking about his parents and just like, why do you feel like that? Why do you think that? Like, no, actually you're thinking about it wrong and just kind of like coaching him through this like pivotal time. I just felt like Lupin was, I also just really liked the guy that they chose to act as mm-hmm. Lupin. So, I mean, he got Harry to trust him enough that Harry attacked Snape. Yeah. That was a cool scene. Who's Snape, Hannah? He's the creepy teacher. Yeah. He is a creepy teacher. Yeah. Sometimes he wears grandma clothes. That happened. What'd you think about that scene? I think that scene's fun. Yeah, until Harry. Because why? It's the Dementor, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, because they the come Dementors after him. Dementors yeah. flying around. <laughs> and it hoi! It's the worst part of us. Yeah, it's the worst part of jail. Yeah. Um. Other things that I'm thinking about, though, Specifically, like, because you brought up that scene where Harry has to... The Boggart scene. Mm-hmm. Neville is a goon in this movie. Like, he's, he is in a... You know, we talked about Ron being awkward. Yeah. Poor Neville. Because he's had a growth spurt. Yes. 
He's tall. He's like he's ahead of everybody else, mm-hmm. and goofier than everybody else. He gets most of his shirt eaten by a book at one point. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Hannah, was there anything that happened that you're sitting here like I don't? That didn't make sense. What are your questions? My biggest question is what happens to Peter the rat. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he just gets he described away. him during the movie as the rat man. <laughs> because he, yeah, as far as you can see, he got a wand, turned into a rat, and ran out. Right. What's your understanding of where he might have gone? I don't know. I'm just concerned no one seems concerned about it at the end of the movie. Oh, people are concerned. I mean, Harry was like, it was all a failure. Pettigrew got away. So he's like, has some concern. If I were Ron, I'd be really freaked out. He was housing a bad guy for 12 years. He was. Mm-hmm. He slept with him. They, That's yeah. That's creepy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What do you know about that character that might let you guess like where he's going? Is he going to France? Is he going to Sirius's house? Is he? A, he's a he's a bad guy. You said right. So what is that? Where maybe where he betrayed mm-hmm. Harry's parents by turning them in to Lord Voldemort, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. or or telling Voldemort where they were. So what? So why are we worried about him going forward? Because he's bad. Because he's gonna try and find Voldemort. That'd be bad. That would be bad. Seems like that'd be bad. Well, at least he's got both hands. Good point. <laughs> it was a joke. Good point about the hands. Gosh. Where's the friggin' trombone? <laughs> <laughs> That's not a green button. <laughs> yeah. Um, so did you understand the the names on the, the Marauders map? Did you understand that connection? Because I didn't at first. I don't understand why all the U's are V's. Albus de Vumbledore? Like when it was writing his name and whenever there's supposed to be a U, it was like a V. Oh, I didn't even catch that. Yeah. I don't think I was in mad. here for that part. The name of the names on the Marauder's map? Hannah did. I mean, all the the feet. Actually, everyone but you and me <laughs> did, take, did spend some time not in the room. Oh. I don't remember that. So it was the group of friends Harry's parents were at Hogwarts. Oh, yeah, this is not explained in the movie. Yeah. Harry's parents were at Hogwarts um, with Lupin, Sirius Black, and Peter Pettigrew, and, and Snape. And Snape, yeah. They, so everybody I just mentioned except Snape were really good friends. And so the names on that Marauder's map, Mooney, Padfoot, Prongs, and Wormtail. Not in that order. Not in that correct. order. Yeah. What is the correct order? Mooney... Wormtail, Padfoot, and Prongs. Yes, yes. Those were their nicknames. Why? Mooney is Lupin because... Make her answer it. Sorry, yeah. What do you... Okay, I gave that one away. So who is Padfoot? I don't even remember all the people you said they were supposed to be. Good, that's even better. Think (laughs) think about the animals. Guess Dumbledore. Guess Neville. Think about who are animals and what that would mean. Lupin's Mooney because werewolf. Because it, when the moon's out, he becomes a werewolf. Werewolf. Werewolves. Okay. So who would Padfoot be? What animals have padding on their feet? The rat. 
smart, right? Rat, you know, <laughs> scurries around, real quiet. Good. Let me. Your options prongs. are padfoot, prongs, and wormtail left. Who's prongs? What's a prongs? This is a hard one because this wasn't explained at all in the movie. No, it was not. What are the other people, I'm guessing? So you can choose from Snape. Snape. Draco Malfoy. <laughs> no. You can choose from Snape. You can choose choose from James Harry's Potter. Fat Harry's cousin, dad. Harry's fat cousin Dudley. Um, okay, this, this isn't going to work. Let's just explain it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. You've got Sirius, Lupin, Harry's dad, James, and... Peter Pettigrew, a.k.a. Ratman. Okay. Yeah. So so Ratman is Wormtail out of the friend group. Sirius is Padfoot, a dog, right? Oh. Prongs was that deer figure that we saw across the lake. That's his dad? That's his dad. Why is his dad a deer? Prongs, like. No, but like why is that his animal? What does that mean? I don't think that's explained. It's is never, it? I mean, it's like everyone has... Everyone just has like an animal inside of them. A spirit animal. It's like it's like a spirit animal. Yeah. Okay. So like, did you you haven't taken the Patronus test, have you, on Pottermore? No. Oh. Is that a thing? Oh yeah. That tells you what your spirit animal is. Yeah. Guess what? I oh, got. we got to do that. Guess what I got? A uh, dolphin. A, Close. A dog. I wish. You did you get a fish? Yeah. <laughs> What's the explanation behind salmon. that? I got a, like a, a like a Alaskan <laughs> salmon. You swim against the stream, Rogan. I don't know. I do I? I get, kind of sometimes. Go against the grain. That's a pretty profound explanation of that. D- does it give you an explanation when you take the test? No. It's just like you're a salmon, so deal with it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like any animal, you just have to be like, okay, what are the traits of this animal? I guess. Well, yeah, I would say you swim. You you swim against okay. stream. Okay. If it <laughs> describes the animals at all, it's probably like a majestic fish that swim against the stream or whatever. Like, yeah. What's a salmon? What do you think my animagus would be? Your animagus or your patronus? My patronus. Sorry. But they're usually. They if are, I were an animagus, what fairness, would I be? They're usually the same thing. Usually, if you can make, not everyone can make a patronus, mm-hmm. and very few people can become an animagus. But as far as the wizard community well, knows. If you can do both, then they end up as the same animal. I don't know if I believe you when you say very few people can become an animagus. <laughs> I mean... Okay, that's true. We've seen we know? several examples. Yeah. You would be like a horse. Oh, my gosh. What? That's really weird. Why? Uh, in, like, middle school, um, we were talking, like... You know, you're bored in class with, and you're hanging out with your classmates waiting on the bell. And we were all talking about, like, if you were an animal, what would you be? And mm-hmm. someone told me at that time, I remember it clear as day, that I would be a horse. Why? What, what was their reason? They told me I had good teeth, which <laughs> I think meant that I had big teeth. They were just trying to be nice. But, yeah, so as a middle school boy who's already pretty, like, I don't know, I sound weird, I smell weird. Well, that's true if you're I a have, school boy. I have braces. Those things are true. And then someone tells you you'd be a horse because you have good teeth, and then their friends start giggling. That'll, oh, wait, that'll mess with your day. Yeah. Uh, yeah, then, right. Yeah. That wasn't sincere. That'll mess with your day. Mine was like, you're, you're an athlete. You are a hard worker. Thank you're you. You're a big, strong guy. Thank you. Yeah. Apparently, I don't look a day over 34, according to Jacob. <laughs> I mean, Jacob's ageist. Jeez. Jacob... 
Come on the pod, except by the pod, I mean pod with Hannah and Rachel about us. Yeah. Like a review pod. Yeah. Hannah, if Braden was animal that isn't a horse, what animal would he be? A chipmunk. <laughs> like a worm, I, yeah. a wiggly worm. I don't, I don't feel like I can give a good answer here. Yeah, you don't know him that well, I guess. <laughs> yeah, You're just his wife. We've only been married for three years. You need, you need at wife. least ten to be able to determine animals. It's true. So we'll revisit that. You should ask him what animal would I be. Good question. What animal would you be? Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying to think of an animal that's like supremely concerned about taking care of the other of its like herd or pack. A mama kangaroo. Yeah, maybe that. Like a mama kangaroo. <laughs> But was, like she's she's small, rabbit. so like yeah, it, yeah maybe like a, a mama bunny. She'd be an owl. An owl? Yeah. You know she's nocturnal, <laughs> terrifying, <laughs> can spin her head three hundred sixty <laughs> degrees. <laughs> Wise <laughs> sometimes. If Rogi wasn't a fish, what do you think he'd be? It's just like I obviously am a fish, you know. Like yeah, else? there's no other way. <laughs> I don't see how that's <laughs> obvious. Pottermore sees how it's obvious. I would think more like bear. Yeah. I mean, it's because of the beard. Right. I get it. And the general proportion of myself. <laughs> <laughs> I, I guess you like actually literally look like a bear. So I would say bear. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so that's Prisoner of Azkaban. (laughs) (laughs) Anything else that didn't make sense? Oh, was there any part where you were like unrealistic? He would break it. He would have fallen. He would have broken his wrist if he fell like that. Oh, I got one of those. Did you nurse? Did you nurse out on it at any point? Mm, I mean, yeah, most of those things that they're like, oh, you have a few scratches. Tell me. When? Not very realistic. When? Well, he falls off his broom and... That's like a hundred some feet. Right. Yeah, fair. Um, when he and Hermione get thrown around by that tree, mm-hmm. that's mine. And how do his glasses not break? One, and how are all their ribs not destroyed? Yeah, Hermione just holds on to the one. <laughs> yeah, and screams like her. Yeah, her breath support was impressive. Yeah, yeah, yep. Like just the even the twigs whipping her face as she like flies around. Like that's got to be uncomfortable. Or interesting how. It's Malfoy, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. He gets kicked by Buckbeak. Uh-huh. And everyone's like, oh, he needs to go to the hospital. Mm-hmm. But Harry and Hermione almost die, and no one's worried about it. Yeah, and Malfoy didn't even bleed that I saw. And it was it was like a glancing blow. Mm-hmm. And you would have thought that it, like, almost cut his jugular or something. Yeah. Like, ah, it's killed me. And, like, the way, like, when Hagrid picks him up, he just, like, flops back like yeah. he's dying. Yeah. He's the worst. <laughs> he does get punched. I thought there was going to be like the punch, but then also like his head seemed like it knocked into that stone pillar. So yeah, if we're talking about like choreographed fighting, mm-hmm. the punch was not good. 
It was satisfying. It clearly the scene was, like was satisfying. You saw it dead on. So like he just his like head, the way his head react, like lack of reaction mm-hmm. from like his head mm-hmm. and the fist plowing into it mm-hmm. was not good. I needed some blood coming out of the nose. I needed like a broken. I like needed like his eye. hair to fly back a little bit and his yeah. neck to like you know. Mm-hmm. It, he just kind of was like oh and like slid down the tree. This was no Creed. No. No. Um, also, I think one thing we need to talk about the spell that Hermione does at the end where she does like the full arm circle and gets kind of like the bombarda. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You, you noticed that, right? What are you talking about? Where there at the end when she got real like Z snap and did her big full circle and then hit him with the spell. It's when they got serious out of his dungeon oh, so that he was the, on trapped the, yeah. in yeah. on the tower. That's yeah. Good. Good effort. Got some real attitude there out of Hermione. Mm-hmm. That was good. And then I never That's understand why they're sitting in the order that they're sitting in <laughs> on Buckbeak. <laughs> you go 13-year-old girl, middle-aged prison inmate escapee, and then Harry Potter <laughs> at the end. He literally leans over during the movie and is like, I can't, this order is not okay. <laughs> I, I can't not see it. Also, how? what's the deal with anime Jai? And a magi and clothing. Yeah. Pettigrew turns into a person and he's got clothes on. Then he turns into a rat and his clothes stay there. So he's just creating clothing every time he turns back into a person. It's a children's movie, Rogie. What do you, you I want, want it to have some logical <laughs> consistency. And plus it's for all ages. Okay. There is no logical consistency when dealing with magic. We but have we have established that. In the book. On Pottermore, actually, there's an article about <laughs> Animagus, <laughs> and it specifically talks about how you need to do it in like a private room so that your clothes will stay there, and you can go back and get them when you retransform because mm. you're gonna lose your clothes. Animals don't wear clothes, well, except sad dancing bears. Where Pettigrew's going, clothes don't matter. Rat Town, Albania, Albania, <laughs> Albania nudist colony. Speaking of, um, apparently Craig Brainerd is in Albania. No. Yeah. Looking for Voldemort? That's what I assumed. Can you give me a country that Albania is bordering? Like, for sure. Can you be like, promise you it's next to this If you put a gun to my head and said, name one that's bordering right now, I would say Austria. Okay. I I don't think it borders Austria. I don't think so either, but that is literally the best I could come up with. I would say Slovenia. Okay. Does that sound right? Yeah. I that think it's a part of the world. Where that I seems am. closer than Austria. I think Austria is li- uh, just a scooch further north. And it's got the Czech Republic under-ish it. When it came to geography in school, I didn't. I kind of tuned out for the Europe part. Like, I was real Ron Swanson about that class. Just like, like, this is the part that won't impact yeah, This doesn't matter. Europe? <laughs> now, Africa was locked in. I was like, I know your guineas and your bissaus. <laughs> your ivory coast. Oh, here we go. Albania, Greece. Okay. Oh, it's more. It's farther. Okay, it's farther south. Bulgaria. Kosovo is a country. No, Kosovo is a part of Serbia. Yeah. Serbia, Bulgaria, Greece, and then what's the Croatia? No. North Macedonia just changed its name to that. I think. Bosnia and Herzegovina. Herzegovina. Cool. All right. Have we? 
I think Jeremy wants us to take the Patronus quiz. It won't load. We're not going to do that right now. We will, though, right? I was. What I was hoping was that that was going to come up, and then we were going to have Hannah do it. <laughs> what is a Patronus? Um, you know how when Harry did his big expecto patronum at the end, and all the light went across the lake. Mm-hmm. How for some reason there was like a buck, like the deer. Okay. A, a, a male deer. Yeah, uh, that's a Patronus. It's when that was, light, right? it's when the anti-dementor light takes the form of an animal. It's called a corporeal Patronus. So, yeah, let's, let's uh, so Harry's Patronus is mm. his father? His his Patronus is a stag in the same way that his father's Patronus was also a stag. He inherited the form of his Patronus. And what's an animagus? That's a person that can turn into an animal. Okay. So Lupin... Like well, Lupin's well, not an anime. Yeah, no. It's it's Pettigrew, James Potter, yeah. and Sirius Black. Yes. What's the deal with Lupin then? He's a werewolf. So a that's werewolf. different. Yeah. Because he, he doesn't want to turn into that. That's correct. just that's yeah, a curse. As, I mean, as you could see, he saw Hermione the moon and he was like, oh, frick. In class. You're right. Hermione, one of the questions was, what's the difference between a werewolf and an anime? Yeah, that's true. Yeah, Lupin got bit by a werewolf when he was a kid. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Any other questions? You feel like you're ready to see Goblet? Ready to see the fourth one? I'm ready. Yeah. I'm sure there'll be more questions. You're caught up on who's who and what's what. Voldemort's the bad guy. I know that. Yeah. I actually remembered more than he did from the one movie we've seen. Mm -hmm. Good. Before all of this. I'm glad he remembered very little. I don't know what he, I don't think he was there for any of it. I think I was focused on trying to get you to be my girlfriend. So yeah, I, I didn't care a whole lot about the. Except wasn't Rogi sitting between us. <laughs> I hope so. I, I like to think I was, but I don't think I was. Also. Um, no, I'm fairly certain because neither of us had seen it. So you were like, I have to be in the middle to answer all your questions. <laughs> and he did. Love, and And most of them me. were not asked. <laughs> <laughs> the entire movie was Rogi leaning over and explaining essentially the entire plot line of Harry Potter, which apparently went in one ear and out the other because I didn't I didn't hold on to a lot. Shocking absolutely zero people. <laughs> <laughs> I've explained the entire plot line of Harry Potter, I'm sure, to several individuals. I doubt any of them retained very much of it. <laughs> it's a lot to retain. This is like when my mom went to see Endgame with us and we sat down and the previews were starting and she was like, I've seen Guardians of the Galaxy. Like, that's enough, right? Oh, jeez. <laughs> and I was like, well, there's Paul Rudd. I was just using the actors' names. You got Scarlett Johansson. She's not a superhero. We can skip her. Uh, Captain America, I don't know. Yeah. Infinity Stones, you know what Infinity Stone is? We just did that. So. Captain America's Captain Rogers, right? Mm-hmm. Yep, Steve Rogers. My mm-hmm. brother's also Captain Rogers. Oh, he's a captain? He's captain. Congrats. I saw someone on Twitter named John Rogers recently. Really? Yeah, I don't think it was your brother, though. Probably not. I don't know if he has Twitter. I don't know either. Anything else before we wrap up our post-POA pod, people? I think we've covered it. Well, thank you, Braden, for doing that. And thank you to our special guest, Hannah.
See, coming on the pod wasn't as bad as you thought it would be, right? No. It was more conversational. You got more comfortable with it. Sure. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. How many people do you think are going to hear this? Mm. In your head, how many people listen to our podcast? Is it like Bo and that's it? No, I think you guys have like. Yes, give me a number. Like 30 consistent listeners. Nice. Is that right? 30. Nice. I, I like it. That? I think I'm. Yeah, we do. Um, but I like I like I like that guess. Okay. Mm-hmm. Because how, how off am I? Jeremy, how many downloads do we get per episode? I haven't looked in a while. Okay, it's definitely we don't we don't have to go over our stats on air. We don't. You're right. <laughs> it's Maybe we should 30. cut this in general. <laughs> okay. Well, the, actually, this whole pod, there's no point. Let's just cancel it. <laughs> Thank you guys for listening. We'll be you'll be hearing from us again soon for the Goblet of Fire wrap up, featuring Barty C and Young Weatherby, and possibly. James Gain dunked on. But not Bagman. <laughs> Bagman, Bagman. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Bye. Bye.